Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Ball on Four podcast. Today, I'm joined, as always, with, uh, with Harry and Jag. So, how's it going, boys? Let's go average. <laughs> average day for a Raptors fan today, hey? Yeah, it's a bit average. Harry taking 30 L's. <laughs> uh, um, well, just make sure you check us out on Instagram at Ball on Four. As always, we're going to be trying to post on there more. I've been spending today making like some edits and stuff to put Ooh. out for the pods. So keep an eye out for those. Got got some good plans coming for you guys, uh, for all those that listen. So uh, day two, how do you guys feel about it as a whole? I think it's been pretty. Oh, uh, I think it's been pretty good. I'd say lots of interesting signings, big signings. Yeah, it's pretty. It's been an interesting day to free agency now. Like with all the deals and shit going on, like the amount of money involved for like certain players. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, our um, our days are a little bit distorted compared to people in America. So whether these happen on day one or day two, <clears throat> it's kind of hard for us to know in terms of like when it actually happened in free agency over in the US, seeing as we're in New Zealand. But you know, we're just doing it as. We get the information. So, the first signing of well, day two, or like one of the biggest signings, sort of surprising also, mm. was uh, Gordon Hayward signing a four-year, $120 million deal to the Hornets. Mud. So, what do you guys think? We'll go to Harry first. What do you guys think of this deal for Charlotte? And what do you think of this for their future going forward? Uh, I think it, it would have been a good deal for Charlotte if they didn't offer him $120 million. Like, that's $30 million a year. Like, that is a lot of money. Mm. Like, if he gets injured, <clears throat> which is probable because I think in his career he has been injured and then he got injured in the playoffs – it could be like another Nicholas Batum situation where they just have a massive ass contract and can't do anything with it. Um, I think it's all right. I think they could have maybe done it a bit better though. Yeah, for sure. Gordon Hayward, thirty years old. By the time this contract ends, he'll be thirty-four. He's not the same all-star Gordon Hayward he was when the Celtics signed him to their max. Yeah. You know, when when the Celtics signed him, it was it was you know very justifiable. Gordon Hayward was an all-star. Obviously, broke his leg in the first game of his first season with the with the Celtics. Very unfortunate, but he hasn't he hasn't been able to recapture that since. So it'll be interesting to see whether with more ball on the Hornets, whether he'll be able to recapture that. But the way I kind of feel about this is that the Hornets once again are paying really big, as you say, Harry. And they're kind of just locking themselves into a mediocre season for however long, you know. They're not they're not really improving mm. to a, a point where they're going to be contending with this deal at all, I don't think. Unless Gordon Hayward proves us all wrong <laughs> and Lamelo Ball turns out to be a superstar, you know, or someone like John Morant in his first year. I don't really see this pushing them over the edge enough that they would have to pay 120 mil. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. So that kind of gives you the answer to my next question, but 
Jag, do you think this deal takes the Hornets over the top and maybe into the playoffs? Um, it's they've got lots of young. Well, they got quite a bit of young talent, like PJ Washington and stuff. I think they're pretty young under. And like, yeah, yeah, so I don't know maybe, but but uh, but I don't know Gordon Hayward. The deal bringing Gordon Hayward in is like Harry said, kind of too much money involved, especially for him, who's um been injured and not being able to bounce back from his injury that well. Like, he's still a good player, but, like, not as good as he was, like you said. But, um, yeah, like you said, if Lamella Ball can um, prove to be, like, a superstar and stuff like that, then, yeah, they could probably make the playoffs, I, I think. Yeah, I, I, you know, the eighth... Eight seed, I reckon, is the ceiling for yeah. this team. But I just, yeah, I just really think, you know, you're, you're getting a guy like Gordon Hayward. He's just not pushing over the top. And uh, it, it was, it was actually kind of interesting because he obviously really wanted out of the out of Boston. Mm-hmm. He declined thirty four mil, and it was kind of expected that he was going to be going to Indiana for a while there. Yeah, which you know. A similar situation, but he was reported not to definitely not to be making as much as he was in Charlotte. But I suppose he's been wanting to go there for a few years. He tried to sign, he uh, accepted a offer sheet from them back in 2014, I think, which was matched by Utah. So you know he's he's finally teaming up with them. And I don't know, as a Charlotte fan, it's kind of bittersweet. You're getting a good player in Gordon Hayward, but at the same time. You kind of feel like the Hornets need to go in a different direction. You know, they just got their star point guard. And now they're, you know, they're just doing the same stuff as they were before, handing out big contracts to players that aren't going to get you anywhere. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, the next thing we're going to talk about is going to be something that's probably going to put a smile on old Harry's face. Uh, Fred Van Fleet, four years deal. Four more years, let's go, baby. Resigning with the Raptors. Sure. So, Harry, what will come to you first thing as you're the big Raptors fan in the group? Uh, what do you think the positives are of bringing back Fred Van Vliet and just your overall thoughts? Oh, well, I think he's just keep, he's just continuously improving and improving on his game. You know, he's being – he's really shown like he can, like, ball out and stuff, you know, even though he was undrafted. Uh Ever since, I think, probably the NBA Finals of 2019, that's when he really started to get, like, his game going, shooting threes, scoring, passing, you know. And I think this season he really proved that, and he's shown he can be, like, a real good elite starting point guard, and he really helps the Raptors. Like, I think in Game 7 versus Celtics, we probably would have lost by about 20, if not for him. So, yeah, big dubs. <laughs> sure. Dag, any thoughts on Fred Van Vliet? Um, I think it's um, you know, it's pretty surprising that to see that he actually got his bag in the Raptors, considering that I know everyone is kind of saying he'll probably move and try to get like more money in a different team team or something. But yeah, I think it was a it was a good move for the Raptors. Like they got more depth in the point guard position and stuff. Like I guess um, with like Kyle Lowry starting and then. Fred coming off the bench. So, yeah, I think it's a good move. And he's still, he's got, like, the chemistry with that team already, you know, so staying in there would be kind of good. Yeah. 
I think you know it, it's kind of it'd be it would have been kind of interesting to see uh, what sort of deal he would have got elsewhere because as we just talked about of Gordon Hayward, there were probably teams out there that were willing to offer him even bigger money than eighty five mil over mm. four years. So, but I think I think that's a really that's a fair price. You know, he's got he's got that sort of value. And uh, the interesting thing about this contract that I found out about was that it actually decreases by eight percent going into next year and then starts to increase again. So what that means for the Raptors is that they're creating themselves a little bit more wiggle room in the 2021 free agency, where there's obviously some huge mm. names. You know, the Giannis, uh, Giannis has been linked to the Raptors, you know, and then Kawhi, Paul George, all of them are available. <laughs> I mean, it'd be pretty interesting, a scenario where Kawhi... Homecoming, back return, to Toronto, imagine that. Returns to Toronto. That'd be interesting. Like, but yeah, so, yeah, Raptors playing it real smart there. And Masai, we trust. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, well, before we get on to the next uh, significant thing that happened with the Raptors, in context, we can talk about probably the, well, not probably, but the most surprising thing to happen all free agency. Uh, we missed out on talking about it last podcast, but that is Montrezl Harrell's two-year, $19 million deal to go to the LA snake. Lakers. Disappointing. Snake, don't eat snake. Yeah, so one the first thing i got to say is Montrezl Harrell definitely could have got a massive bag elsewhere. Mm. You know, uh, I saw something, as I'm a Heat fan, I follow Heat fan pages and whatnot. People are, like, kind of mad that Montrezl Harrell got signed to the same amount of money that Myers Leonard did for the Heat. <laughs> I'm, like, pretty much, pretty much the exact same contract. Ooh, that's a yikes. But, yeah, uh, Montrezl Harrell taking his talents across the hallway yeah. to Los Angeles. Um, so, I suppose we just got to talk about how much better – does this addition make the Lakers next season? A bunch. They just got a really good elite power forward and, and Harrell who can he I don't think he can really shoot, but he's kinda like a kinda like a bam, I guess you'd say. You know, he's really athletic, he can dunk, he can rebound, he can block, you know. Everything you want, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, for sure on the offensive end, he helps you out quite a lot. But I think with the loss of someone like Dwight Howard, he defensively, mm. you know, he, he do, does take a step back for the Lakers. And like overall for the Lakers, I think defensively, they've taken a step back in terms of their personnel. Yeah, no, I get but, that. You know, Schroeder and Harrell, you're switching them out for essentially Howard and Avery Bradley and oh, and Rondo. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you get you get Wesley Matthews, but their defense has definitely taken a step back. But their offense has has also taken a big step forward. Those guys provide a lot on the offensive end in terms of Schroeder and uh, also Harrell. Um, now this kind of leads us into our next point because with Harrell leaving the Clippers, it left kind of a void. And for a minute there, the NBA was a little bit unbalanced. Mm. I'm not gonna lie, but I think this deal brings it back to balance. Um, with the Clippers landing Serge Ibaka on the same deal as Montreal's, you know, two-year, 19 million. 
So how important was this signing for the Clippers after losing Harold to the Lakers? What do you think? Um, I think Serge will be um, a good player to bring to the Clippers, especially because he's played with Kawhi before. And they need that big, big man to like, you know, help their team. Or else they're just going to be another like Houston team just being ass and can't even shoot that well because Paul George <laughs> like he's just shitty shooters. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good move by the Clippers. Yeah, what do you think, Harry? You're a Surge, Surge guy from the Raptors. <laughs> um, I think it's a really good pickup for them. You know, Surge is similar to Harold plus shooting, I'd say. You know, he can block, defend, play hard, you know. There you go. I don't want to talk about it more. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I mean, I'd, I'd say Ibaka's a step up from Harold on the defensive end, but maybe a slight step down on offense. Mm. But yeah, uh, I reckon this is this was a really important. Like they really needed to make this move because, mm-hmm. you know, otherwise they would have been looking a little bit more dry with the loss of Harold. But yeah, I think I think this was an important move. Uh, it'll definitely allow them to keep up with the Lakers. So, you know, they they're getting another really good defensive piece. These guys are just like riddled with great defensive players. You know, it needs to come together as a team. Next year, it's probably the biggest thing for the Clippers is just uh, make making sure it all comes together. But, you know, it, a point can be made, you know, Harold's leaving this Clippers team without, with, uh, he's taking less money than he would uh, uh, elsewhere and he's not looking for a lifestyle change, obviously, seeing as he's going to be staying mm-hmm. in LA. So it's, it's kind of a point to be made about maybe how dysfunctional the Clippers organization was towards the end of last year you know there was lots of talks and you know they obviously blew that 3-1 lead so I think that there's kind of a point to be made there um, so on to our next segment uh, this is kind of an open question but which of the teams involved in free agency do you think is having the most successful off season so far you know including you know draft the trades and free agency, Harry. Um, I've actually been keeping a close eye on the Hawks, and the Hawks have actually been getting like a lot of decent players. Like I think Bogdanovich signed earlier. They got uh, who else? Gal- my... Oh, Gallinari. Gal- that's Ari. right. And Rundu. Yeah, they're just like they're. I feel like the Hawks' one problem last season was their defense, and you now picking up someone like Rondo, Chris Dunn, you know, and all that. I feel like and Bogdanovich, I think, is okay at defense. I don't know. I didn't really watch the Kings, but anyway, um, yeah, I think the Hawks have definitely the best off season, in my opinion. Yeah, the the Hawks are definitely good. Uh, on the Hawks, it's like. They've signed some really good talent, but the in terms of rotation fit, it's a mm. little bit questionable. But I definitely think they're really successful. You know, they've got Onyeka Okongwu, who's probably going to come in straight away. We talked about this last pod. But how are they really going to fit him in with John Collins and Capella now with Gallinari, who's primarily a four? So that, that'll be an interesting mm. big lineup. 
uh, big men rotation, how they're going to work that. Of course, with Capella not playing oh. any minutes of them yet. But Jag, who do you have as a, being, you know, the most successful off-season team or just one of the more successful off-season teams so far? In what, like, in terms of signing people and stuff like that? The Warriors. Well, in terms of, like, the trades, the draft, and free agency. Um, I don't know. The Lake is looking pretty good, like, making quite a few, like, smart and good, like, Sign signing and like trades and stuff like that, like Schroeder and um, Wesley Matthews is like a pretty good defender. Um, uh, Montres Harold and stuff like that. So I know I think in term, in my opinion, I think they're pretty. They've done a good job of doing all the signing and stuff. So yeah, Lakers. Yeah, in terms of like how a championship team could get better, yeah. they definitely have. Sure. Like their their moves have definitely been a net positive. They basically exchanged what Danny Green, Dwight Howard, um, oh, Rajon Rondo, Avery Bradley with Harold Matthews and Schroeder, and uh, I think they've just made a trade pretty recently. I don't Javel really know Mc- the details of that. But since Javale McGee away, I'm not sure exactly what they get from it. But Gasol. I might have a look into that. Javale McGee in a second round. Yeah, and that was for Gasol. Oh, is it like? Three-way or four-way trade oh. or whatever. Okay, so it was a sign-in trade involving yep. Gasol. Right. Okay, well, yeah, that's another pick-up I forgot to mention. Yeah. Um, oh, he just recently he just recently signed with them, like, maybe yeah, what, something months like ago. Yeah, something came out. Um, right. So, we've just talked about the more successful teams. Now, who do you think has had... <laughs> Kind of a confusing and weird or poor off season so far, do you think? Well, uh, I feel like the two most obvious ones are the Pistons and the Thunder. The Pistons signing about a million big men for some unknown reason and the Thunder pretty much trading every single good player they have away aside from SGA. And getting more picks, which you do not need. And it's so weird, and I have no idea what's going on in OKC. Most definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, God, definitely. You think? I think the Thunder just fucking it up for themselves. <laughs> um, yeah. We've seen, like, so many times, <coughs> like, first rounders kind of just um, eventually, like, get lost in the league and you like don't even remember they played in the league kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, first round picks are yeah, super valuable, but it's kind of gotten to a point where they're just trading all of their players just basically for one yeah. first round pick. Kind of seems like that, you know. So, but it'll be interesting yeah. to see what they do, you know. Eventually, they're going to have to trade trade them and yeah. whatnot. But yeah, I, I, I also think you know, this isn't necessarily super confusing, but the Kings have had a kind of a weird off season. Uh, they were gonna get some return for Bogdanovich earlier, but that fell through. You know, they were gonna get a pretty decent haul for him. I think it was Divincenzo and a couple of other couple of other mm-hmm. players, maybe some picks uh, for Bogdanovich. They ended up getting nothing for him. Uh, they they have a they have a chance to match his offer, but you know, I kind of doubt that'll happen. Seeing as 
uh, it, it kind of seems like that relationship is mm. kind of broken. Uh, they were able to, sec- to secure De'Aaron Fox, but, you know, uh, in terms of their team, Buddy Heald, you know, he's been pretty open about the fact that he wants out. I don't know what's happening there. There's really no. been nothing on that. But I, I, I suspect he still wants Harry to leave. Harry Giles so, left. You know, be, yeah, Harry Giles leaving it. So it's it's kind of interesting where to see where their roster is going to be at. Uh, it, it definitely looks like it's going to be a lot worse. Um, Tyrese Halliburton was a great pick, but you know, it's it's, it's kind of questionable stuff going on there. <clears throat> I think with the Kings. Um. So we spoke about kind of the main signings going on mm-hmm. earlier uh, with Gordon Hayward, Van Vliet, right. Ibaka, Harold, but. There were some minor but still quite important things that happened. You know, there was a, you know, this, the main, le- the main one was this Drew Holiday trade to the Bucks between the Bucks and Pelicans uh, getting expanded. Now, what I know about it, like if in base, in very basic terms, how this works out um, is that the Bucks are still sending the three first-round picks, Bledsoe and George Hill, to the to New Orleans for Drew Holiday. But now one of those picks that the Bucks were sending to the Pelicans is being rerouted to the Thunder in return for Stephen Adams, who is now going to the Pelicans. Now, there is a fourth team involved in this deal, and I'm, I'm not going to lie, I have no idea what they're actually <laughs> receiving. So I'm just going to talk about the Stephen uh, Adams part. But um, how do you guys think Stephen Adams fits into the Pelicans, into the Pelicans roster and in, in their you know in their rotation? Do you think he comes straight in as a starter? Does he fit next to Zion and all that stuff? So what do you think? Uh, I feel like he'll jump right in as a starter. You know, I think the Pelicans because I think they traded away Derek Favors, so they need like another kind of big center who's literally like Derek Favors kind of more traditional center you know works more on the post you know can block play defense and I was like real like strong see big screens pick and roll I think he's gonna fit quite well there yeah um yeah I Jack. think Steven Adams will fit fit well in that team I, I reckon um but yeah that like Harry said they need like um, power forwards or, or like a center that can help the team because they trade away Derek Favors, and I think yeah he'll start he'll probably start for the team and they'll have like Jackson Hayes coming off the bench for him or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah that um that big man rotation is going to be hella interesting because they they'll presumably run Zion at power forward. You know they might experiment run him at center. At some point uh, during the season, you know, Stan Van Gundy gets experimental mm. with those sort of things. But yeah, that, that's just a, those are just some two huge dudes that you got in your front court. They're just massive there. And uh, both of those guys are massive lob threats and you got some real good passes. So yeah, I, I reckon um, New Orleans are looking pretty good with this deal. Uh, you know, they, you know, the one thing that they probably need to shore up is just some shooting on the roster. They do have JJ Redick and stuff who prob- who might start maybe come off the bench, 
but yeah, they, they just got to, you know, the shooting's a bit questionable, but in terms of size, people are going to be getting beaten yeah. up by the Pelicans <laughs> down low, that's for sure. Um, another need being filled by a contending team is Tristan Thompson mm. signing with the Celtics. Uh, I think, you know, the, the Celtics have obviously been looking for a big man for a while. I kind of thought, I kind of thought they were going to be the people that were going to get Stephen Adams, but you know, they lo- they obviously lose Gordon Hayward on the wing. Obviously they're pretty stacked on the wing in the wing department, but um, the Celtics moves, you know, they brought in Tristan Thompson and I believe they signed Jeff Teague as well. Did they? I thought, uh, did they? I thought someone else that signed Jeff Teague. Let me look this up. Let me look. Um, yeah, Celtics. Ah. Celtics did get Jeff Teague. So they got Jeff Teague on a one-year deal, and they also got Tristan Thompson. So, you know, Tr- Jeff Teague is definitely just a depth move. Obviously, Celtics lacking in depth. And uh, Tristan Thompson fills a massive need for just a strong big man. Um, because everyone knows if the Celtics went to the finals, Anthony yeah. Davis would have feasted. You know, he feasted on Miami. Obviously, they and that they they had pretty similar players to Tice, even but just taller. You know, mm-hmm. Myers Leonard, Kelly Olynyk. Obviously, Bam Adebayo was injured for most of that. But yeah, they a definite need is uh, a is a big man like Tristan Thompson, someone that can play hard defense, can get rebounds. And I think that uh, it was good for them to fill up that spot for sure because Bam at a bio ate them boys whole when they played in the East Conference Finals. So do you guys uh, have any comments on that deal? Uh, oh, it's kind of more or less what you said pretty much. Celtics needed big man. They got big man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't got much to say because <laughs> I don't know a lot about Tristan Thompson, but he seems like he does his job with the boards and stuff like that. Sweet as. Oh, yeah. So um, another interesting set of deals or just in terms of like a team, you know, Miami Heat. Uh, they landed Woo! Avery Bradley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then, but they also mm. lost Jay Crowder to the Suns. Mm. So they basically this off season exchange Derek Jones, Jay Crowder for oh, and Solomon Hill for Avery Bradley, Mo Harkless, and Precious Achua. Interesting. So Avery Bradley is a pretty good. He's a actually is a great defensive guard, as you guys can probably agree. It's kind of a need for them. At that position, seeing as now you got the Hawks looking pretty deadly with their roster, I think. They got Trey Young. You need someone to be able to guard them. Plus, I kind of think, you know, with the way the NBA is going to be formatted, the Heat are going to have to play them quite a lot, seeing as they're in the same division. Um, the Heat are also going to have to play the Hornets a lot, obviously, with Melo. So having a good player to guard him. Uh, and also to be mentioned is Kyrie Irving. You know, you could end up in a situation where you're the Heat and you meet the Nets in the playoffs. You need someone to be able to guard Kyrie that isn't, you know, Goran Dragic because obviously he can't mm. do that. But, yeah, and Mo Harkless kind of just fills up a 
strong wing role for them. Losing Jay Crowder, kind of tough. <laughs> but the Heat are pretty hell-bent that they're not going after anyone that wants more than a one-plus-one one with a team option, seeing as they're for sure looking Bro, at... Bro, he's coming to Toronto. That's just fair. He's coming over the border. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. He could, he could shut all yeah. of us up and sign a Superman by de- December 21st, which would be insane. Or, or plot twist, he goes to the Knicks. <laughs> With Russell Yeah, that'd be kind of crazy. Go to the Knicks. Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, that's a good point you just brought up there, Jag. Oh, yeah. How about John Wall? Oh. Oh yeah! How about John Wall requesting a trade? Like, what do you, what do you think of this? Yeah, this is this is weird. This this I was thought, really I really John so Wall weird. was all like, "Uh, Washington's my home." No, but no, I guess he really wants to like leave because he, I don't know. <laughs> this man, this man has committed robbery. <laughs> yeah, he like, has. Let's be real. The the Wizards sign him to a super max. He's been getting paid forty million over the oh, last two, so he's made eighty million. Oh my god! Wizards, and he has played my zero god. games. Former Wizards fan because he's oh, been injured. Fuck. <laughs> and 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 now and now he's trying to get out. Like, I don't. This is Robert. Man, Wizards management, I'd say, no, nah, you're not allowed to leave. You're fucking staying. <laughs> yeah, like it, it yeah, kind of gets know, to a point. That man is tripping. But uh, uh, the thing that triggered it reportedly was that his name was Westbrook involved trade. with yeah. a trade with Westbrook. So it'd be really interesting. So do you think, you know, Bradley Beal was legit stated he's, he's staying in DC so he could run it back mm. with John Wall. So say we live in a world where John Wall is traded to the Rockets for Westbrook. Does Bradley Beal stay and play with Westbrook Ooh. or does he dip? Um... What if controversial Bradley Beal and John Wall and Russell Westbrook and James Harden switch teams? <laughs> so like Russ and Harden go the Wizards and Wall and Beal go the Rockets. No, nah, probably it probably won't happen, but I don't know. Be I think that'd be Yeah, I highly doubt that would happen. I think the whole point was for Harden to get it or for Westbrook to get <laughs> yeah. away from Harden. So he could have more ball. Kind of seems like Westbrook's just looking to end his career on a team where he can... No? Okay. No, no. Oh, okay. I was going in a completely different direction. Uh, where he could, you know, average a triple-double and... Oh, okay. Games is what I was going with. Because he just, he just wants the ball. And, you know, it's kind of at a point now where we know Westbrook's not leading anyone to any championship. As a first option, yeah. no, good. I think that's kind of clear at this point. Lead the championship. Oh my god, Jack! Shoot. What you're gonna add Russell Westbrook to a core? Shoot this now, fuck no! Curry he can go fuck play. himself. Oh, <laughs> no, Jake, you got Kent Bazemore today, mate. Yeah. You should be very happy. Yeah, Minnesota is trading Omari Salt. Spellman and Jacob Evans, and a future second round pick to New York for Ed Davis. 
<laughs> they already have power forward, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Omari Spellman and Jacob Evans. I'm, I think Omari's like a small forward, power forward, I don't know. Uh, they, they just needed to pick between Omari Spellman and Nas Reed as a as like a backup scene. <laughs> so I think they just that was what that was about. Actually, they just mm. that, that makes no sense because they <laughs> traded for Ed Davis. They got another backup center. Oh well, who knows? Um, yeah, I don't know. Bradley Beal, Loki wasting his yeah. life over in Washington. It seems like he could be doing. Something else with his with his basketball career, he he could be a, for sure like a second option no. on a championship team. No doubt, no doubt. He seems seems to be loyal, wants to stay in Washington, kind of like a Lillard situation, except the Blazers well, actually the win. Blazers have a pretty consistent. I don't know. They have a they have a, they have a way higher chance Blazers of winning a nice. championship than freaking Washington. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I just don't see like even if Wall does come back and play for the Wizards, I don't see him being nearly fifth, like sixty percent as, as as what he was, just because of the fact you take you take one of the more athletic point guards in the league, who 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 was really good, he, but his game relied fully on athleticism, and you tear his Achilles, like you know, yeah. it's kind of a tough bounce back. You know, in two years off as well, you know, you can watch all the open court games that you want on YouTube. He's he's definitely probably yeah. not going to be the same. NBA he wasn't even looking good in those open court dude. games, to be honest. He didn't kiss athletic or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, um, you know, we were talking about Fred Van Vliet getting in his bag. How about yeah. oh, some of the young boys getting in their bags? Yeah. We had De'Aaron Fox. We had De'Aaron Fox bagged up by the Kings uh, a couple days ago or yesterday. We've now seen Mitchell and Tatum with the Jazz and the Celtics follow suit. Five year, $195 million. That's a lot of money. Big done. Do you see um <laughs> yeah. reaction to it on Instagram? <laughs> Went and jumped in a pool. Jumped in the pool. You he deserves pretty- it though. Both of them yeah. deserve it. Oh, yeah, both of them deserve it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hmm. If you're the Celtics and Jazz, you're pretty yeah. happy as well. You're securing your your guys. It'll be interesting to see Ford's if uh, the Heat do the same thing with Bam Adebayo, because they're trying to keep. You're trying um, to keep Jimmy, Bam, and Tyler. Yeah, well, Jimmy Jimmy's secured for however many years because he signed last year to a max deal. Bam is still on his rookie contract, but the mm. thing is, they're trying to keep cap space for twenty twenty one, and by signing Bam to a max, I think that hinders that a little bit. I think it, it obviously gives him a lot less flexibility. But so far for the Heat, next year going into free agency, they're going to have four players under contract. They got. They're gonna have Jimmy, Tyler, Casey Okpa, and Casey Okpala, and um, <laughs> one other. Oh, Precious, Precious Achiwa. They're gonna have four players under contract. So, you know, them boys got lots of cap space to get Giannis, but 
God, it would hurt if he just... Okay, Austin, would you rather have Jimmy Butler and Bam or Giannis? Just Giannis. Really? Jimmy and Bam. What about... No no doubt. What about just Bam and Giannis? Took us to the finals. Or Jimmy? We beat... beat. Oh, Jimmy and Tyler. Jimmy and Tyler. Say that again? So you're asking if I want Jimmy and Tyler or Giannis and Bam? Really? Oh, Jimmy and Tyler. Bro, I love Bam out of bio, but like Tyler's gonna be better than Giannis. (laughs) No, but he's not gonna be better than Giannis. They're completely different players. But I can, I can legit see Tyler. Oh, I kind of. Oh, I see that a bit. Yeah. If it keeps improving, it could definitely be possible. He could be like. His ceiling is definitely Devin Booker. That's why I think the Heat should not trade him in any situation unless yeah. they're getting Giannis. <laughs> but yeah. So, we just talked about my team. What about your boys' teams? Like, how do you feel about uh, the Raps? I'm feeling okay, I guess. Because I know... We've now kept Fred for four years. We have Pascal for four years. But I think next year, Lowry's contract goes. OG's contract goes. Like, mm. uh, like I love OG and I love Lowry, but mm, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Mm, I don't want to rebuild. Rebuilding coming up. Just have Larry play. Means we lose <laughs> a lot. How you... Just just have Larry play until he steps in the yeah. grave. And then Harry. Exactly, Jack. Exactly. Hey, uh, if, if we sure, trade, retired with the if rough, we so trade Lowry, like the jersey's getting tied in the rough. Oh, the city will be mad. The city's going to be mad. And tomorrow, we needed to retire tomorrow in Toronto. He needs to come back one more year and retire in Toronto. That would be cool. Exactly. That, that year could be next year. He's a free agent. That would be nice. Well, I suppose seeing as, you know, we just... Aaron Bain, Chris Boucher resigned. Free agent stuff. The Raptors. Yeah. Re- yeah, so just some minor signings coming in now. Like, it's kind of dead at this point. Free agency. Uh, I think the next step is everyone's just waiting for uh, all the players to be announced. Like, you know, interviews and all that sort of stuff. And then, obviously, the season right around the corner, man. Crazy. But uh, I might just do a little tease for upcoming podcasts because I've written this, like, little plan. So, I still got to release. We've recorded our top 10 shooting guards. I didn't actually release that yet, but I will do that. (laughs) I will edit and release that. Um. And then I suppose we just go bang, bang, bang. We drop top 10 small forwards, top 10 power forwards, then top 10 centers right after that. Um, But I think the biggest plan is for us to do a big podcast, like maybe a two-part podcast where we go over full – Thorough predictions okay, I'm for down. the 2020-2021 NBA season. I think that's, I think that's what's coming. Um, also, 
I got something planned for a season preview podcast where we talk about 15 biggest questions going into the 2021 NBA season. So I think those are some things to be excited for if you listen. So, yeah. I think yeah. That's what we're looking towards. Let's, um, but anyway, I think that kind of wraps us up for today. So thank you for listening, everyone. Please check us out on Instagram. As I said, I got them. I got them edits coming your way, boys. You know? Let's go. Been grinding on that Photoshop. Uh, hopefully we'll be dropping some new pods. As I said, top 10 stuff coming out. <laughs> we kind of got to finish what we started there. Um, yeah, and we'll, you know, if anything massive happens, or you know, like a James Harden trade or something, of course, we'll probably do. Yeah, all that trade, you know, some sort of emergency yeah. podcast. It doesn't seem like anything is urgently happening on that front. But uh, anyway, anything else to add from you two? I'm sure you've got like a little catchphrase uh, that boosts your team or something. We're going eighty two and oh. Fred Van Bleet shopping 50 a game. Yep. Got <laughs> to get that potato chip. And then the Warriors and the Freshly Raptors cut. playing the finals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, good. We'll see. Do you agree? Do you agree with this, Jack? Nope. <laughs> no comment. Okay. Anyway. Thanks for listening, everyone. Keep stay tuned for you know the top ten stuff coming out soon. Um, peace in the Middle East, as Jag <laughs> yeah. would say, if his mic was connected. <laughs>